giant juggernaut. Happy hours, golden showers, on a Another episode of Unaccompanied Adult with, with Joe Diaz is going on, everybody. Oh, man. Yes, I am back. I took a week off. Um, I got tired of the sound of my own voice. Um, You know, I've done... You know what? This is going to be episode 18. I did 17 episodes man i got i, I got kind of tired of hearing my own voice and plus like last week was um fourth of july weekend i just wanted to chill and just relax and you know just you know not have to do anything uh but this week i am back uh i hope everybody's doing well let me adjust this microphone uh i hope everybody's doing well Hope everybody's into the swing of summer. Um, going to the pool, going to the beach. Um, you know, spending time with your family, which you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I spent a little time with my kids. Uh, just, just hanging around, man. You know, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that, that, that family time. That you know, just uh. I guess clear out all the excess noise from the world and you know just you know just um ground yourself and nothing keeps you grounded like kids man I'm telling you like um my son turns 10 this week round of applause to him my guy is hitting double digits this week uh my daughter's twelve, you know, is 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 uh is interesting having conversations with your younger self and 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 believe me, talking to your kids is just that is 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 literally having a conversation with you as a kid if you're raising them uh right you know without uh too much uh exterior uh influences you know kids are going to be influenced by by the world by their friends by what they see on tv um by school you know just but you know you have to make sure that 
you're raising them with your values and all this stuff. So, which I'm trying to do, uh, their mothers as well. So, you know, it's, um, it's strange. I wonder if I was that, that, uh, rambunctious as a child. Uh, A lot of people who've known me throughout the years, I believe they will tell you, yeah, Joe, you were just like that. You were talkative. You were goofy. You were silly. Um, You talked about a lot about comic books. You know, it's 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 pretty awesome if you ask me. Um, so with that being said, uh, today's episode will be about topics that my kids chose. Uh, we did that. Uh, we did this a couple of weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago at this point. Um, and just, you know, they wanted me to talk about certain things. So again, this episode will be will be uh, sans curses. So if you have kids in the car or if your kid, if you're cleaning up while listening to me, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I will refrain from using foul language the best to my ability because I do sometimes curse like a sailor dropped a hammer on his foot. Um, My son has a bunch of jokes about me being old. And that's one of his uh, topics that, you know, he chose about, you know, being young and being old. And they don't know, especially him. Like, my son turning 10 makes me feel older. Like, you know, my, you know, it's 10 years, man, a decade. You know, a decade ago, I was a different person. Um... Uh, the dynamic of my relationship status was different. Um, so a, a lot can change in 10 years, especially when you're watching a younger version of yourself uh, come into, uh, I guess, tween, the, the tween age, where, you know, he's hitting double digits. I, but, you know, I just, I feel older. You know, I'm going to be 39 this year. Uh, I was, what, 28, turning, you know, going to be 29. I was still in my 20s. I was still fresh-faced and uh, wearing my hat backwards. I just, I still do that now. But, you know, more of a, a, a youthful angst that I used to have. Uh, but, like, you know, things have changed. Things are different. The older you get, that's just what's going to happen. You know, every time I get up, my my joints pop like bubble wrap. It's just, you know, like, like and this is for the uh, for the parents out there. Just having kids means just you you they age you. Having kids ages you, like you drank from the wrong cup in uh, the Last Crusade of Indiana Jones. Like it it just makes you like. You know, you, you turn into the disciplinarian uh, more. And and this is stuff that, you know, you you used to get in trouble for. 
And you're like, whoa, what's the problem? You know, you know, my mom is always yelling at me. My dad is always yelling at me. But like, I get it. I completely get it now. Yo, turn on the turn on the TV. The neighbors can hear what you're watching. Hey, can you close the refrigerator? You know, you're you're gonna uh, air condition the whole house. It's you know, you 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 get cranky and crotchety. Like we're all like I get um Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino more and more the older I get. He's like, get off my lawn. You know, is 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 you know, enough. Enough with the noise, kids. You know, I got a headache from what life, man. Like, I didn't have my coffee yet. It's Sunday morning and you're like, I want pancakes. I want I want waffles, two different meals, man. I'm like, yo, I can only make one at a time. I'm only going to make one at a time. Uh, I'm only going to make, it's either pancakes or it's only going to be waffles. And whatever I make, you're eating. No, I never had choices as a kid. Um, And I make, you know, I cook. I fancy myself a chef. I make waffles from scratch. I got a waffle maker. I got two because, you know, I'm fancy. Um, I learned how to make crepes so I can, you know, give my kids, uh, a little taste of France every, every now and then, every so often I'm learning how to make uh savory crepes just for them, just to switch it up a bit. And they still complain. You kids stop complaining. We're tired. We work a lot in order to keep your, your lifestyle comfortable give your parents a break kids you have things that we never had as a kid you have internet that you don't have to use a phone line to like we used to have to wait for somebody to get off the phone in order in order to use the dial-up internet and our internet wasn't readily available like you know some of us you know, we had America Online, and it came in a, in a floppy disk. And you had to download a software, and then you had to dial a couple of numbers for it to connect. It was, uh, we had it rough. We didn't have, you know, cartoons all day, 24 hours a day cartoons. No, we had uh, weekday afternoon cartoons. And then we had Saturday morning cartoons, and it ended at noon. You know it was time. You know you you knew as a kid when in back in the day, when it was adult time when Soul Train came on. Like as soon as one uh, twelve o'clock hits, it's time for Soul Train, and then after that, it's the one o'clock movie, probably starring Chuck Norris, maybe Jean Claude Van Damme. Steven Seagal was a, a WPIX a staple here on the East Coast. Yeah, it, it's just you know, you know, you you kids have it have it easy. Yeah, and like and and even the stuff that they watch now. Like I don't I don't recognize a lot of the actors that are in uh, these movies anymore. Like all you know all our all the the movie stars that I grew up watching, they're 70. They're well into their 70s. 
Um, still doing action movies. That's, you know, if I'm 70 and I'm still doing what I used to do, you know, as a profession, I think it's time for me to hang up the old karate belt. You know, I see uh, Sylvester Stallone still out there making, like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Action movies. And he still has, like, a, a young 20-year-old love interest. Like, come on, man. You could be a grandfather at this point. But, you know, even the singers. Even the singers, um, I don't, I don't get. I don't, I don't understand BTS. I don't understand K-pop. And you know what? I guess I'm not supposed to. Like, uh, I, I don't understand how K-pop got so popular so fast. Like, it happened out of nowhere, this K-pop. Um, and I have no idea what they're talking about. And you know what? To be honest, kids... You don't know what they're saying either. They're just these kids that they look like they came out of a Twilight movie. They're all shiny, pale. They bleach their skin. They color their hair. They know how to break dance like crazy. But like, what are the lyrics saying? They could be saying death to America. They could be giving us a fire Korean barbecue recipe. We don't know because... They're speaking a different language, and it started. And I, you know, I think it started with um with Psy, that uh, the Gangnam Style. It hit for a little bit because everybody was doing the dance and all that. But like now, you know, you see these kids just rocking out to BTS, the same way that the the teenage girls from my generation, uh, were going crazy over what Backstreet Boys, Ninety Eight Degrees, In Sync, or is it In Sync? In Sync? In Sync? Yes. Because uh, it was an in sync, it was in sync, and I even uh, what do you call this? Even uh, what? Uh, Justin Timberlake's forty five years old at this point. He has to be. He has to be well into his forties. If if he's not, you know what? Let me Google that. Let me Google that while I have a computer right in front of me. How old is Justin Timberlake? Uh, Justin Timberlake. There you go. He's forty one years old. People. 41. That's insane. Get it? Insane? Insane. <laughs> but like, yeah, so like I guess the pop music is meant is meant to be and is designed for the the adolescents, you know, the the, the tweens and up to the teenagers uh of the time. And you know, I'm gonna be 39, so none of this music applies to me, nor should it, you know. Like, a lot of my favorite singers are, you know, grandparents. Like, Snoop, Snoop, what, 51, 52 years old? And, you know, he has a grandkid. You know, so it's, it's the mu- like, the music now is, is all, all but unrecognizable. So, like, you know, I stick to the music that I grew up listening to. You know, I listen to uh, a lot of, um, you know, 90s R&B, 90s hip-hop. There's some... There's some music that I listen to now. Um, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine. We're supposed to age gracefully. We are. We can't go out there, you know, sagging our jeans and wearing wearing ripped 
sweaters or oversized stuff or skinny jeans or any and and stuff like that you know there 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 should be an age limit to how you dress and i think i'm well beyond that that age it's it's yeah i don't know however you know a kid so as as old as my kids make me feel they they help keep me young not in the in the in the, the things that they're into, you know, their their interests, because you know kids are supposed to have their own interests. Just make sure it's not detrimental to their developmental growth. But like you know, physically, they're supposed to keep you active. You know, like you know, like you're supposed to be young at heart when you have kids. Like, but I can't wait till my kids are are eighteen. Uh, at least Joey's eighteen. That way. I could be done. I could just be hanging out at home in house shoes and dress pants like my grandfather used to do. Still does. My grandfather's 96 years old, going to be 97. I wish. I wish I could get that so I can just watch cowboy movies all day. Man, but, like, you know, having kids pretty much ensures that you're, you're, you have to do young stuff. You have to go to the park. Uh, you go to the arcade. You watch cartoons. Like, you get to get... You, you you can get away with doing immature things just because you can use them as an excuse. Like, oh, oh uh, why are you watching uh, Aladdin, the animated uh, movie? Oh, because uh, my kids were watching it, and I got stuck watching it. You know, you know, they're in the next room, and I'm watching Darkwing Duck, or I'm watching uh, <laughs> anime now. It's, um... It's... So... For 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 those for those of you who have kids, don't worry. You can use them as an excuse for why you're still doing immature stuff. You know, you're eating ice cream at seven a.m. Do that. Have it right after your coffee. Give yourself a little uh, gastritis while you're at. It. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, uh, Joey wanted to talk about being old and being young. Um, you know what's funny. As, as I get older, and I've been watching movies for a very long time, for a very long time. So whenever they, they, they're, there's like a, a, a reboot or when there's like a remake, I can show my kids the original. And, and, and we, what we usually do is we watch the original and we compare it to the reboot. Usually, usually, the the original is far superior. It's far better. There's certain things that they just did back in the day, um, because of the landscape, because of the the cultural landscape, uh, what society was like back in the day, that you can get away with stuff back then. You know, they, you know, uh, just you know, watching Goonies. Watching Goonies with the kids is, you know, I, I want to see their reaction to it. And God forbid, I hope one day they don't make a remake of the Goonies because they, they can't. You can't have some uh, mentally challenged, uh, physically deformed person chained in the basement. You can't do that. Today, you can't do that. They'll have a whole movie about how he's the abused one. They hey, you guys. And they're like, oh, my God, poor Saul. Oh, my goodness. They feed him on the diet of baby Ruth, <laughs> baby Ruth bars, and they keep him there because he's the muscle. 
you know, they you just can't do that now. But like, you know, um uh especially with Disney, Disney's the biggest culprit of this when when they make like the live action reboot or the remake of of a childhood classic. Uh they they did it with uh Cinderella uh with, with Maleficent, they changed the whole narrative of why she's the villain. Um they did it with Aladdin which they did a terrible job at it. The the holy grail of of animated movies Lion King they they read they a live action quote unquote a computer graphic um movie about these dead-eyed lions um just it, it was terrible it was terrible and i can show my kids like yo this is why this movie is terrible look at the original like i watched i remember going with my godfather i think i watched lion king 3 times in the theater and i can show them like yo this is the original i have disney plus so here's the original now we'll have like a little marathon. Like we'll we'll watch the original and then we'll watch the remake or the reboot right after. And you and 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 I asked them, I quiz them. I'm like, yo, so what's what's the uh what's your general consensus? Which one is better? You know, if you're if you're giving your kids uh a proper education, you're they'll they'll pick the original because it's far superior. I like uh, what is it? I was watching um uh the the Cruella Deville movie with the kids, and I go, but but why is she friendly with dogs now? Because back then, what is it the sixties, the seventies where they made it? Um, she wanted to make a a Dalmatian coat. Cruella Deville was low key a pimp, and she wanted a, like a fur coat made out of Dalmatian fur. Um, but like, yeah, you watch it and you go, well, yeah, it was a good movie. Emma Stone was doing her thing, but I guess you don't, you don't have to change the narrative all the time. And I think, uh, uh, for example, my kids are into karate. Uh, they take karate classes. They're doing very well in it. Round of applause to them. And, you know, so. I go, oh, you know what, since you're into karate, and my son is heavy into Cobra Kai, and, and by the way, Cobra Kai is a very good, very good series. If you haven't watched it, I suggest you watch it, especially if you grew up watching the Karate Kid movies, except for part four, because that doesn't count, and especially not with the Jaden Smith, because, again, that wasn't karate, that was kung fu. Well, if you, if you, Watch the the Missing Miyagi uh, original trilogy, and then you watch uh, Cobra Kai, and I like the 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 correlation of of the storyline. But again, they're changing Johnny Lawrence's narrative. Like, yeah, you know, he was a bull. Like, you know, in the original movies, uh, he was the bully. He was always was the bully. But like now, especially with Cobra Kai, they're like, oh well, you know, his parent, his father was a, his or it was his father, his stepdad was a, was a drunk and he was belligerent and whatever, and you know, you know what, he wasn't hugged as enough as a kid. But like now, you now you're changing, 
his motivation for why he was against uh, Daniel LaRusso. Which I guess I guess you know it, it enhances the story. Now you see both sides, and you know what's funny is like a, a couple of a couple of years ago, before Cobra Kai came out, uh, there was a video on YouTube for why Daniel Daniel Larusso was the bad guy in the Karate Kid movies. Like he was just some punk Italian kid from Newark. Uh, just he moved to California, and then he you know he just started. Um, Acting up and acting a fool with, with with these rich kids and Elizabeth Shue and all that, but it's it's I don't know. Like there's certain there's some sometimes when they re- make remakes and or they reboot uh, a franchise, you can either expand the story like they did with Cobra Kai, which is done very well, or you could just change everything completely where now nothing makes sense, as in Maleficent. Or as in, uh, I just said it, uh, it. I'm I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Cruella de Vil with the with the Dalmatian movies. So like it's it's you know, it's this. Uh, if you're gonna do it, do it right, or just don't touch the IP. Come up with something original. You know, it's. You know, not everything needs to be redone. Um, yeah, so like, and, uh, you know, my daughter, my daughter, she agrees with me sometimes, uh, with, with the whole reboot, my son too, you know, it, it, it just depends on how well you talk to them about it or, you know, you, you try to understand them because you wished somebody tried to understand you as a kid. And that's in, in, you know, in, in parenting, especially now, I think it's very important for you to understand your kid because, you know, you, you need to see what makes them tick. And, and that's the, 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 the easiest way to, to find out what's wrong with them, what makes them happy, what, what their interests are. You have to, you have to like uh, my daughter is very much into art. Uh, she loves drawing. She loves painting. Uh, I, I, I introduced her to, you know, uh, Basquiat, Keith Haring, you know, the, the, you know, Rembrandt, Jackson Pollock, Picasso. And now like people, this is what people don't understand is that art, and exposure to art is very crucial for child development. Like you have to immerse them into an artistic world in order to for them to expand their their way of thinking. Now, if you pigeonhole them, then you go, you know what, that's inappropriate or whatever. Because again, times have changed, society has changed, but you still see the importance of art that we shouldn't. Uh, I guess uh, deprave them of of high art or abstract art, just because you know it's very important for them. You know, I see I see it in my daughter. She likes uh, painting. She she draws and paints uh, abstract uh, paintings herself. Me, I wasn't. 
very artistically uh, gifted. I was more into the written word and and I was into poetry. I was into songwriting. I was into uh, uh, reading Shakespeare and uh, you know just a great American literature, and which which you try to pass that down to your kids because that's what we had as a, as children as you know you know the early set you know, you know well anything pre 90s was was that it was we were we were taught art we were taught music we were taught the classics so we can appreciate the stuff that we have now now you know like even even like my even like you can see it in my daughter's taste in music, like I you know again I don't listen to a bunch of uh, new new style music uh, now. What I do is I listen to the the classics. I listen to Motown. I listen to seventies um, and sixties soul. I still listen to disco. I still listen to the Bee Gees. Uh, I I. I listen to like stadium rock, arena rock, or I listen to GNR. Like right now, like I think the proudest uh thing that I have taught my kids was their appreciation of Nirvana. Like today, I was just talking to my kids. I'm like, "What's your favorite song?" And my daughter says, uh, "All Apologies" by Nirvana, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Because you you need that you need I'm like all right cool these guys changed the musical landscape of uh, of the nineties they they kind of really brought it down to the garage band level and you know you're trying to explain to them like what came before them and why uh, Nirvana was so so big in the nineties and why Kurt Cobain is still one of the best writers of all time when it comes to music. Um, and even my son, even Joey, like, you know, I listened to um, the Nirvana Unplugged when they did MTV, uh, MTV Unplugged. And he loves uh, Man Who Sold the World. And I go and even uh, his uncle Dennis, like, oh, you know, that's a that's a, a David Bowie song. And Nirvana did a cover of it. And it's one of those instances where the cover is better than or arguably better than the original and you know of course i play them the original and they go i'm like what do you think they're like i still prefer the nirvana so is you you have to give them some appreciation of art in order for them to be well-rounded children and even into adults um and then with that they can discover the stuff that they'll be into but they'll have that basis of what classic music is not old music classic music and that's the difference there's a difference between classic and there's a difference between old and you know you have to um you got to give them that education and i don't know like um and especially with these gen z kids like they're very dismissive very dismissive when it comes to what um what came before them and you see it a lot you see it you see it where they go ah that's old you're old you still watch black and white movies i'm like well 
this black and white movie is a classic. You watch Casablanca, or you watch the old um, spaghetti westerns. You watch, uh, uh, what do you call it, old comedies. Like, there's certain comedies that, especially in the 70s and the 80s, which are, were totally inappropriate for us at the time, but whatever. We watched them. So, like, you know, I, I try to watch, um, I guess, more family-friendly movies, especially uh, my daughter was born in 2009. She was born in the new millennium, like, you know, uh, these late 2000s, because these Gen Z kids, they're, they're very much, uh, I guess, uh, unaware of things that were pre-9-11. Like, they, look at 9-11. 9-11 is a history uh, subject. It's a, it's a topic of history, of U.S. history. And I'm like, yo, I lived through it. I was working uh, when 9-11 happened. But, you know, you have to give them uh, the stories of your experience of these historical events. Uh, you have to, uh, hey, look, when I was a kid, this was my favorite movie. Hopefully it will become your favorite movie. Maybe not. But you still have to show them what it was before uh, the world and the landscape changed. You have to. It's, it's your, I guess it's your responsibility as a parent to actually show these kids. They're not going to learn a lot of the stuff in school. I can almost guarantee it. And even the stuff that they learn in school is going to be skewed. It's going to be, they're going to omit a lot of stuff. They're going to omit the uh the feeling the environment that we had to live in throughout those days um the 80s the 90s you know uh, the, the the crack ed- epidemic the uh pre columbine days where you know you didn't have uh what, what is it the the run for cover uh drills that they have which is sad it's sad that you know, like, I, I go, look, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, we didn't have these. We had, we had, um, fire drills. That's what we had to worry about. We worried about, like, nor- I guess now it's normalized, but we, 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 we dealt with, um, what do you call it? Fires and, and stuff like that. Like, it, but you, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about this in real time. Like, our parents had to grow up in the duck and cover era where, you know, they're like bomb raid and you had to hide under your desk. I guess it, I guess it's all uh, generational. Like, you, you deal with stuff of the time and you deal with it in a, I guess, a real time situation. You know, society changes a lot of stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, they would deem inappropriate now. You know, just um, the LGBTQ, um, uh, I guess, tolerance now, or the, you know, the education that they're getting. Sometimes I feel that I think it's too much what they're learning now. And I try to teach them that too. Like, look, when I was a kid, you know, uh, 
and I'm not saying it was right. I'm just I'm just telling them. I'm just teaching them. Like, look, it was a lot different. It was uh, not as, as as accepted back then, which is something that this new generation is getting right. You know, they're correcting. I I think it's the the job of the new generations to correct wrong uh that we committed as a society and with that i i applaud him hold on i applaud them because now they're you know it's like we're not demonizing um uh gay kids queer kids bisexual you know give it a name trans kids we're not demonizing them now because uh the world is more accepting now but you know is also is also important to teach them like yo um things were different when we were a kid like i remember clearly uh bullying a kid because he was gay i'm not saying i was right and that's something that uh we have to teach our kids now like you know not everything was all uh fun and games back then we we actually we did a lot of wrong and now is is time for these new gen z kids to pick up the torch where we left it off and just write those wrongs and some you know there's some parents that have that that uh visceral reaction to lgbtq uh kids or people whatever so you know is 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 more cultural in that sense but as a society we had you know is up is up to these kids to um evolve their way of thinking than when we when we were kids there's more you know uh, you know I, I i i said it before like the internet was very what wasn't very accessible as it is now like right now, it's it's a it's all is a is a necessity to have the internet in your home, on your phone, or 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 in school. You know, when we were growing up, again, it was it was a luxury. If you had the internet, you were a little bit well to do, or you you know you were doing okay. And then you know you had you know, then phone companies and cable companies started offering the DSL and the satellite and all that. So it, with with the the accessibility of the internet comes the accessibility of information. Now, there's too much information, and sometimes this information can be one-sided. It could be a little skewed. So it's up to us as parents to talk to the kids. Like, hey, look, this is how it really was back then. I know because I lived it. Uh, our TV, our movies, our music was a lot, it was a lot less, uh, I guess, tolerant or open to, uh, I guess, sensitivity. A lot of stuff was, you know, for lack of a better term, very hard-edged, you know. You know and, and, and us as parents, we have to look at that. We have to, you know, we can't go, oh, that, you know, Kids now are too sensitive. No. Yo, you forget that, like, in Mighty Ducks, I think he got, like, a DUI. And that's why he had to 
coaching a hockey team. Um, you know, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, we forget that he was a terrible husband and terrible dad. And then he actually broke the law by uh, becoming uh, a maid in, in disguise. They, they would put him in jail for endangering his kids. Like, oh, then at the end, she's like, oh, you know what? I don't want to press charges. Like, no. Now the state takes over, and now you're in jail. Now you, you can't see the kids without supervision. So it's one of these things is that, you know, you have to you have to educate your kids in the the atmosphere of the country or of the world when we were kids and really show them, like, look, things have changed, some for the better, some for the worse, depending on who you are and what your way of thinking is. But it has changed. Now it's up to them to continue this way of change. We have to raise them right. We have to educate them right. Education is not just what you learn in school, ladies and gentlemen. It's what you learn in the home. Your morality, your sense of right or wrong. It happens in a household. Your level of tolerance begins in the home. You know, it's sad that sometimes uh, children are taught intolerance and, you know, whether it's uh, LGBTQ, anti-LGBTQ, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of letters. Hey, LGBTQIA plus uh, people, can you condense it? Please. It's, it's, it's a tongue twister trying to figure this out. But, yeah, the anti-rhetoric uh, towards the LGBTQ, uh, uh, racist uh, sentiments that are, are shared in the household. These are still taught. So, at, uh, you know, so they're, they're getting an education in their home of intolerance. And it's up to us as, as parents or as guardians or whatever, as adults, to give this information to our kids. Like, look, things were wrong. We did things wrong. We said things that were wrong. We treated people unfairly. Now, depending on which which side of the coin you lie, you still have to keep, you have to keep, teach your kids these things because now they, they'll grow up disagreeing with you. Yes, depending on what you believe in. Because again, they're they're exposed to the world way more than we were. Like our world growing up, uh, you know, especially uh, uh, 80s babies, uh, early 80s babies, uh, late 70s babies, and, and, and before, our, our world was our neighborhood. I was the people that we grew up with, the, the, the kid that lived upstairs, the kid that lived down the block, or our classmate that lived in the same neighborhood. That was our world. Their world is much more vast than it is, which explains K-pop. Which explains uh, their uh, their interest in foreign languages and foreign people and foreign music and foreign movies. Like again, we're we're not gonna understand it just like our parents didn't understand us. The only difference now, ladies and gentlemen, is that now we know. We know the difference between being ignorant to what's out there and being, I guess, isolated from everybody. 
Because that's what it did. As as kids, our, our neighborhood was, you know, our world, like I said it. And we were very ignorant to the other side of the town. You know, it's, it, you know. So give your kids more credit. They're, they're smarter than where we are. We were at that age. My God, my my son's smarter than what I was when I was 10. My daughter's going to be 13 this year. She's way more. She's way more intelligent and way more receptive to information than I was when I was 13. So you have to give these kids credit for being as smart as they are with all the information and all the stuff that's at, at the, their disposal. But now we have to help them navigate that information because we grew up pre-internet. Us pre-internet people, we learned what, where stuff came from the hard way. And we grew up, you know, just getting all the information from books and all that. Because, you know, uh, especially single-parent homes, the, the, the parent who's running the household isn't really, I guess, in tune to what's going on with their kids emotionally or what's going on through their head or, or give it a name. Like it, or, you know, how they are how they're dealing with or how they're coping with problems at school. We have this information. We had it before, we had it after the internet. Now these kids are only, um, they're only getting their, their information, not only, let me not say that. Primarily they're getting in their information from the internet, from their interactions online, from online gaming to going to Twitch to the, the, the comment section so you see all this stuff and that they're, they're they're being inundated with all this this information whether it's good information or bad information and a lot of it is misinformation you know you have people who believe that dinosaurs never existed and you go well that's that's doofy kids yes dinosaurs existed now did the t-rex sound like that i don't know i think somebody just came up with like somebody just figured it out. Like, hey, you know what? This is what this is what the dinosaurs sounded like, and we all went with it. We were kind of stupid back then. Some of us still think that's what a T Rex sounds like—an elephant mixed with a lion. It just happens. But parents, you have to educate your kids. You have to be open to having discussions with them. You know, make them comfortable with talking to you. We didn't really talk to our parents because our parents didn't want to talk to us. They were busy. They were busy making a home for us, making a life, a comfortable life for us. So now that the world is changing, every day this world changes. You have to look your kid in the eye and say, look, okay, how does this information make you feel? How does the world make you feel? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel attacked? Do you feel isolated? We have the time. We have the education. We have the, the, the groundwork that we had as children. It's our responsibility to make sure our kids evolve in a very uh, healthy way. And, you know, 
put them onto stuff, man. Like, if if you think if you think what your kid is doing is silly, give them options. If you think the TV shows that they're watching makes no sense, put them onto the stuff that shaped you as a child. The music. Hey, that music's stupid. And that's, that, you know, don't attack them for liking for what they for liking what they like. Go, oh, you know what? When I was your age, this is what I listened to. And let them form their opinion. Sometimes they'll, you, they'll surprise you. They're like, you know what? This is really good. Or it's not really my thing. But you're giving them that. You're giving them your your input. You know. It's uh it's important. Uh, you know, make sure they keep you young. Don't 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 put yourself in a corner because nobody puts baby in the corner. Uh but don't don't let them or don't don't put yourself in a corner where you go, you know what, that's stupid. Don't don't block yourself from them. Because then you'll never understand your kids. Kids, if you're listening, make sure you're you're telling your parents, hey, you should listen to this. Tell them, hey, you should take a look at this TV show. Or you should watch this this movie. Or you should watch this. Or you should do this. Or we should do that. Keep your kids, keep your parents young, kids. Because with that, they start understanding you more. And parents. Be very receptive of what your kid is showing you. Because sometimes you go, well, that's really good. Thank you for showing me that. And now you have now you have an interest in common. Or you go, I don't think that's appropriate for you. But there you go. That's part of that's part of the parenting process. It's being open, it's being receptive. Listen to them. Watch them. Watch their, their, their behavior. Correct, correct the, the bad behavior. Applaud the good behavior. You know, we can't just be disciplinarians all the time. We have to be their friend. All right? And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? I'm I'm glad that my my kids gave me these uh these couple of topics, especially spending time with them this weekend. I I I talked to them, and then what I did was I watched them. I watched them. I watched what they watched. I watched what they listened to. I watched I watched how they interacted with each other. I asked their opinion. I had conversations with them. And I'm really glad that they were able to come up with a very concise group of uh, topics for me to talk about. And that's why it's very important for me to, to talk to them. That I, I, I make sure they're part of my creative process, especially with making this podcast. Uh, that's why I, you know, I, I decided to do this uh, episode, No Curses, so they can listen to it. And I, you know, I also for for you parents, listen, you know, listen to this episode with your kids. See if they agree with you. See if they don't agree with you. You know, ask their opinion on the topics that I talked about. 
you 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 notice that they're very well adjusted, more well adjusted than you 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 thought they were. So just talk to your kids, listen to them, don't talk at them, don't give them orders. Yeah, when it comes to doing their chores and all that stuff and doing their homework and whatever, doing you know behaving, yeah, talk to them about that. Give them a stern talking to. But if, like, for example, if my daughter's listening to um, Lithium by Nirvana, I talk to her. I'm like, how does that song make you feel? Because it's not the happiest song. Why do you listen to it? You have to pick their brain. You have to understand them, what makes them tick. Talk to them. Talk to your kids. Show them art. What do you think? What, how does this piece make you feel? Have them read. What did you get from that? What information did you did you take away from that? It's these things. Don't shelter them from what seemingly is adult uh, subject matter. You have to listen to them. You have to be you have to be their educator, the emotional educator, their academic ed- educator sometimes. But talk to them, share with them, be with them, be in the moment, be present. Don't, you know, don't go on your phone, don't go on your laptop, your tablet, whatever. You know, if you're going to watch something, watch it as a family. And you'll see that when they become adults, they'll appreciate everything that you did and everything that you showed them a lot more. All right. And with that being said. This has been another episode of Unaccompanied Adult with Joe Diaz. Peace.